0: I'm here with Trevor and on this podcast we're going through the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli one by one through the eyes of a fan which is me and a Ghibli newbie who is Trevor. On this episode we're going to be looking at Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind which is um, still not really considered a Studio Ghibli movie because it came out just a little bit it came Studio Ghibli was sort of founded off the back of the success of this film, but essentially it's always sort of been sort of lumped into that Studio Ghibli uh group of movies and is very sort of visually and thematically um a piece with what comes next. So we're we're basically counting this as the first um, Studio Ghibli movie. Although last week we um talked about um Lupin third Castle of Cagliostro, just to, as a bit of a warm-up. So you can go listen to that if you want to. Uh, but shall we get right into this, Trevor? Let's do it. Okay, so I'll just give a quick synopsis first. So this movie is about warrior and pacifist Princess Nausicaa um, of the Valley of the Wind, as the title suggests, um, as she desperately struggles to prevent two warring nations from destroying themselves and their dying planet. That's a very succinct um, overview of that. Um, so, first of all, I mean, we were trying not to discuss this um, much beforehand, so this is more of a organic conversation. But you seemed to um, enjoy it, Trevor. What, what were your takeaways from this? And I guess more importantly, how do you think this is improved, or an improvement, or um, an evolution? Um from the film you watched last time. Yeah, I kind of like you said, we don't really
1: talk about the films before we get in these podcasts, but I kind of texted you and said that I was so in love with this film. Um, first and foremost, again, one of the things that just jumped out to me was I kept being I kept having to remind myself this was a animated film that was filmed not filmed made um, in the 80s and it just keeps kind of gobsmacking at me that this is 1984 and the quality of animation and the the even just like the story they were telling it's such a grand scale um like I said I loved it so it was definitely an improvement upon last week's film as you know I didn't rate that one t- too greatly not because I didn't love yeah, it but fine. because I would never watch it again but yeah <laughs> yeah five um I'm more harsh than you though But this one, I would definitely like this is the type of film that I would love to show to some of my other friends that are big film lovers. Um, Yeah, again, just beautifully filmed. I loved the story of this one much more. And I thought that the characters were much more complex um, than last week's film. So and I'm a big character kind of guy, character over plot. So,
0: um, yeah. What were your thoughts reviewing this again? So this, all in, this one probably sits sort of around the middle for me. It always has. But this is my, my general preference, not necessarily for movies in general, but for animated movies is, like I, I usually prefer the more colourful, fun um, animated movies a little bit more. There, there's a few in, um, there's a few of the Miyazaki films that are quite, this is this is a very serious movie. There's not a lot of not mm-hmm. that I need films that have sort of a comic relief, but it's quite it's its tone is very serious. Visually, it's a little bit more monotonous than some of the things that come after. Just in terms of its sort of a very sort of blue-green colour palette. Everyone is sort of you know, it's it's kind of like a weird fantasy medieval um setting where everyone is sort of saying very serious things um and there's you know there's all it's I I generally I mean it's a weird thing to say but I I tend to get more enjoyment um out of animation where it's sort of a little bit more colorful and the characters are a little bit more engaging so yeah there's just something about the sort of self-seriousness of this and the sort of the sort of I don't know if you know this, but it's based on um, a manga that um, Miyazaki had created a few years before. So you, you can sort of tell when you're watching it that there's sort of this whole backstory that you sort of are only finding a little bit about. Like there's a bit of exposition yeah. about, you know, there's sort of, there was the old sort of wars of the age of whatever, I, I forget what all the. I forget the the weird sort of really important names that they give these things. But like you know, the sort of the I feel like there's a lot of sort of exposition around these warring towns and what happened in the past, and there's it's like there's a lot to it. It's quite a dense um, sort of plotted film, Um, and I don't have as much fun with it as I do some of his sort of lighter or films that are more character focused. Um, I know you said you enjoy the characters in this, but I, I love Nausicaa as a character, mm-hmm. but the others I don't get as much out of probably because oh, I, I, find, I find them a bit more samey. Like I, a lot of them don't really stand out as much as they do in future movies. And they're probably also not really given a lot of time to do exciting things because she's always sort of like, She's sort of going back and forth between towns and things like that. So I do like this movie, but um and on this, I mean, this view, like my view, hasn't changed um, based on seeing this because I'd probably only watched this a few months ago, um, so quite recently. And I do enjoy it, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I find it a bit, a little bit too self-serious for me to get a lot out of it. Well, as much out of it as I do, um, <laughs> some as others. In terms of sort of rewatchability and sort of the fun I'm having and just enjoying the textures of the animation, uh, but um, from a, you, you said you enjoy the story more. Um, do, you, uh-huh. you don't feel you, you you don't feel like I did that it's a little bit, sort of a bit long and lots of sort of back and forth between cities and like it gets a bit sort of. It's like a lot happening well, what are your thoughts on that well i mean i
1: think that I, I didn't know that this was uh, uh like a serialized as a, a, a manga <laughs> i don't know i but probably buttering how to say that but i didn't know it was like a serialized um story prior to this so that kind of that makes sense to me because there definitely was a lot of exposition there's a lot of it did seem like there was a lot that I was barely keying into in terms of some backstory of this story. But I think that that's why I loved it so much because I was immediately thrust into this, this conflict. And I think that we, in terms of the type of film that we both love, I tend to um, love film that is a little bit more dark like this and um, something with like a, a big call to action or a rising action to it. So I found that pretty exciting and enticing, and I also found it to be fascinating that it was pretty dark. For I mean, it, it was light, and there is like a lot of like action and stuff like that. But the the, the plot points in it and the and the what am I the, the themes in it I found to be much more dark than I would expect from an animated film, especially from the nineteen eighties. Um, I think that we've come a long way in terms of what we portray in animation, but that still floors me. And then I just started to find, like you said, the the going back and forth and the the bigger overall story to this, I kind of started to find some, it reminded me of other things I had seen Um, afterwards. I kind of looked it up too to see if I had, if this was something else other people had thought, but it it reminded me of Dune certain aspects of it. And I found so many essays of people writing about uh, comparing this movie with Dune Um, which maybe I was reminded about it of Dune because the new movie comes out in December. And so I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I haven't read that book since junior high, but um, some of the big themes of like um, resources being limited and uh, these creatures that wreak havoc um, and kind of those power dynamics I found to be interesting. I, I also think it was, I was more excited about this film because I went, I mean, I think I made this comment in the last, in last week with the last film we watched was that that the plot in that film was so, I've seen that movie a million times, even though I had never seen that movie, like damsel in distress princess. Okay. Yeah. Get the bad guy. This one was much more like, I mean, we're going to get this a little while later, but like a very strong complex female character. And I think that I kind of wrote this down when you said, you didn't really con- you don't really remember a lot of the other characters or connect to all the other characters but i found like um even just like princess Kushana to be an incredible foil to um, princess nasika and i it's it's those little things that i get excited about to see kind of like these literary references in this film um she's like she's basically to me this character that had a lot of the same opportunities that Nausicaa had or a lot of the same life, but she took a different divergent path. Um, and, you know, it was all about conquering and Nausicaa's about, I want to share everything, environmental concern, there's love and life and everything. Um, yeah. I thought that that was, it was fun to watch those things pan out in an animated film. And it, Cause like I said, I've never really, I don't gravitate towards animation as much, but this is leading me to do so more.
0: I will say um, when I was saying those sort of the nitpicky things about it being a little bit too dark, I do really love this movie, but yeah, I mean, I love all of their movies, all of Studio Ghibli's movies. That's sort of my way of sort of choosing sort of, you know, the the top five from the five to 10 that sort of separates it a little bit. The ones that are a little bit more serious and a little bit more plot heavy and sort Mm -hmm. of exposition and sort of like, I think these movies do so well um, visually to tell, to do the world building that all of like, Mm -hmm. all of the sort of the minutia of the plot and sort of the, as dense as it gets, I feel like we could just spend more time sort of appreciating the world visually and it sort of gets I get a bit lost at, at like during the sort of the middle third of the movie with all the back and forth and things like that. But I still really do like this movie. I will also make the point, obviously you, you haven't gone there yet, but this is sort of seen as a bit of a precursor to um, Princess Mononoke, which comes out in 97, which I think most people agree is sort of, it's not exactly the same plot, but it's very similar in many ways. And I think people sort of agree mm-hmm. that that's sort of a superior version of this this kind of story so I've, i'll be curious to see when we get to that um if you see them as quite similar and whether you um rate one more highly than the other or whether you see um whether you think um mononoke improves on what's here or whether it's sort of this is already a pretty strong example of um this kind of narrative well what one thing that obviously i mean The thing I love most about these movies, obviously, yeah, how the visuals are presented. And I think this is absolutely a step up from the animation we have in um, Castle of Cagliostro. What are your thoughts on the visuals? Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that we talk about,
1: we get to the point in some of our favourite moments in the films and scenes or whatnot, but every time they would pan into the the valley that was safe from the poison, um, I was just gobsmacked. Like just so incredibly beautiful, and the detail that went into um, animating that, and then all the chase scenes, and uh, oh, and when they fall below the the forest into the underground forest area, it's, yeah, it's just it's incredibly beautiful. And I mean, one of my favorite scenes is the scene where she kind of sees that moment in her past where she protects that home from, I think it was her father. Um, that was just so beautiful, and like that golden but hey, not it was which is kind of like a replication of the ohms tentacle things and i yeah
0: it's so beautiful yeah and that weird sort of like lullaby music playing is we sort of see yeah. that like, you know you remember it that's that's good that it made that impression on you yeah i mean i think <laughs> the the design especially yeah on the sort of that whole forest and like the ohms i think are some of his sort of most interesting and intricate designs. And the animation is, yeah, it's just, it it looks so, the, he's obviously sort of very closely observed how, um, you know, certain insects or certain animals with that kind of similar um, design, I suppose, move. It's just such like sort of, he's so good at capturing um, sort of the natural world in that way and not just that and yeah all the stuff with the forest mm-hmm. and that cute little like um room she has under her castle where she's got her little like water set up and purifying oh. the water there's just like the details within the within the um forest are so beautiful and like yeah just yeah and all like the scenes are sort of the omes sort of coming up from under the water yeah it's mm-hmm. just that's the sort of things that i the sort of things that i love about um these movies those sort of details he's obviously sort of you can tell that he's more interested he'll sort of spend more time on those things than the action I feel not not by action I don't mean the action sequences but the action of the actual plotting of the Tomekians and the Peggites and it all gets a bit like oh who's what and you know I mean I understand it more because I've seen the movie so many times like an
1: episode of Game of Thrones
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it, it is a bit like that um yeah the animation is sort of what sort of gets me coming back to these movies because, yeah, the plot is... Oh, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fantasy fan either. Um,
1: yeah, so, like, the fantasy well,
0: novels with sort of long names of towns and it's all sort of very dense. I, I like, tuned out of, that, out of that very quickly. I don't think this is that dense, <laughs> but... Um, it, yeah, it's, I really just watch these for the animation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think uh, one of my... One of the things that stuck out to me too
1: was... Is, is compared to the last one, the castle, the, the castle of uh,
0: is it Cagliostro? I, I feel like I always there say it go. wrong, even if I've just seen the movie. Always... <laughs> Calyostro, Calyostro. We're doing our own podcast. It's kind of an Italian name, right? Okay. <laughs> well, Sorry, <go> on. <laughs> no, but
1: in comparison to that, where it was like uh, there were clear, very clear protagonists, very clear antagonists, uh, very clear. We need to stop the bad guy, essentially, kind of thing. And this, I loved this because there were antagonists, but they weren't—they weren't really antagonists, really. In the end, you kind of—you kind of understood the decisions they made and why they made the decisions. And, um, I mean, they were ravaged by this. What was the seven days of fire? And it kind of like a kind of like a post-war movie and like what what people would do to survive for their people and themselves. And so I just found it to, it just got so much more complex than the last one we watched. And um, yeah, I was
0: enraptured by the choices that were made for it. Yeah. And also you sort of at the start, you see yourself sort of thinking that maybe the you know, the Tamekans are the bad guys and the Pegites are the good guys. Mm-hmm. But then it's clear that they're all just acting um in their own self-interest and they're just sort of doing what they mm-hmm. think needs to be done to survive, which they think is harnessing the power of this giant <laughs> beast. Which I, I love there's a complete <laughs> failure. Um that's I think one of the more interesting <laughs> things about the part is that the they up... Yeah, and then it just drip it just like melts on itself and they're like, oh. Like what a waste! You know, all of this was done. That's like the inciting yeah. incident, really. Them stealing this to harness the power and think it's going to save them all, and it does absolutely nothing. <laughs> Maybe we'll be able to get some more conversation um, through discussing our our ratings and and the various components of that. Um, so mm. essentially, we've rated eight, we've rated these movies out of ten, and then have also we have another rating of 10 which is based on giving a allotment of zero one or two to five different characteristics that are common in all of um Miyazaki's movies in particular so why don't you tell me your rating and then we'll go through all those five different um key points and see what we gave them
1: okay so do you want me to give the so the rating for the whole movie out of in general and to, to yeah, start. give me
0: a, out of ten. What's your rating?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I'd give it a nine out of ten. And to follow up, why I would give it a nine out of ten. Um it's it's one that I've thought about for several days after I've watched it. Um I've already touched on the things that I loved about it, but again, this is the type of movie that I would I would sit somebody else down and make them watch it. So I would watch it again.
0: How about you? Cool um i gave it an eight out of ten again it's kind of sitting in the middle of the pack for me um i think the animation is amazing but Mm -hmm. i do tune out a little bit um in the sort of like around sort of two-thirds of the way through and you're just sort of going back and forth between those all those towns and the the valley and the forest um but i I do love it um it's you know obviously it's the first sort of i think you know nearly great movie um from Ghibli and sort of it's the sign of what was your
1: what was your favorite scene in the film I kind of touched on mine what was yours oh do I
0: get into that now okay um yeah so I mean I, I noted favorite shot and favorite scene I think my favorite scene is probably Nausicaa's introduction um with with her sort of just wandering around the um the forest she sort of finds that ohm shell and she just kind of like lays under the eye that she sort of she like blasts off the eye because it's (laughs) i don't know it's going to be used as a weapon or a shield or um you know some material for building Mm -hmm. or something and she just kind of lays there and like poisonous spores are kind of like falling all around her i just think it's like a i mean and then that feeds into the first sort of action sequence of her rescuing lord Yupa. Which I I think that ho- that whole sort of sequence I really love, and I think it's sort of a great setup to the world. It's what I mean when I say I think the animation does a lot of the world building for you. Like you see, like these, mm-hmm. um, you know. I think maybe I don't know if it's in that scene, but you even see sort of like the these old gods, and she sort, of, which are sort of have been sort of taken over by um, like the forest and things like that. You you get a sense of the past you get a sense of the forest like and her relationship to it like a lot is told with out you sort of without it needing to be sort of explicitly said in the text and that's what I sort of I like most yeah about show me one. don't tell me exactly um my favorite shot it was either going to be her lying on top of the own with like the spores on top of her, but I do in terms of shots that like I think of like pop into my head when i see when i think of the movie like i thought it was i thought it was probably mm-hmm. going to be to do with um like the stampede of homes and that but I actually there's like a shot towards the end like this is sort of part of all the action of her being sort of rescued and like, captured and rescued and blah 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 um of i think lord Uper i think is rescuing her and that he's in like there like um, gun ship or whatever it is the ship that just looks like a gun inexplicably <laughs> um, and she's like on her glider and then it's a shot where like you might not remember because you, you might have seen it as we obviously have not seen it as many times as I have but there's a scene where he like sort of shoots the from the gunship and the sort of bullets sort of you we see her face coming towards us on the glider and the bullets sort of wrap around her and it sort of it sort of explodes the um, ship in the background I think it's just sort of a beautiful sort of action. It's like a graceful moment in sort of like a chaotic action sequence. Um, so what, you, what, what was your favorite scene again? You said you mentioned it.
1: Yeah. The the flashback scene where she like saves the baby home oh, okay. from her father. Yeah. I loved that. And like you said, the, the music in the background made me laugh, but speaking of music <laughs> as well, this <laughs> one, <laughs> it like slays me every time, but, but the music is like very, very, like, 80s to me, especially, like mm. a lot of the chases, which, you know, I'm an 80s boy by heart. So I was, like... Oh, that's probably why I love this movie, too, because I was digging the music.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, the, I mean, music gets less and less... I think there's maybe a, a little bit of that in um, the next movie, "Cast in the Sky, but after that, it, it becomes more sort of classical. Um, but, yeah, the, there's very... Yeah, the... It's either quiet eighties thing synth or when you're in like the village, it's kind of this weird like medieval music. It's like do 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 do, do. And like and it's like a very weird mix of those two things. It kind of I don't know, it, it kind of works. I mean, or maybe we're just like It does it's work, cute. I loved it. It's cute because of the nostalgia factor as well. Um, but yeah, like Yeah. Soon like that that's sort of gone from um Joe Hisashi who's the um Composer for i think most of if not all of miyazaki's movies um he sort of moves away from that and goes towards more sort of classical sort of string string focused sweeping um well, sounds line <laughs> it is i mean this is very much a a time capsule of that um did did you have a favorite shot or you hadn't um thought of that
1: um yeah it would have to be it'd have to be like the the her and like the is it like the wheat or just like right after yeah. the tentacles wrap around her and it's kind of like the wheat and it's kind of hazy and she's just like watching that cloud pass over I thought that was beautiful
0: yeah cute um okay so let's then uh rate by those various factors so the first factor is a strong or complex female character um that's that's a two out of two for me um I think Nausicaa is one of the more interesting um protagonists in the sort of studio ghibli canon what, what are your thoughts oh definitely two especially in comparison to the last one we watched and it wasn't even just it
1: wasn't even just Nausicaa but it was also like Kushana as well so yeah absolutely. yeah loved it
0: yeah um environmental concerns uh yes this is <laughs> zero yeah, oh, there were not <laughs> <laughs> environment what is that um no this is, this is i mean obviously the reason that this is one of the um characteristics is that it shows up in a lot of his movies but it's very much very mm-hmm. much foregrounded here um yeah this and mononoke later probably the the two films of his that are most directly concerned about the environment, but all of them do have, I mean, the last, I mean, Car- um, Castle Cagliostro didn't really, it wasn't really a thing, um, but all of mm-hmm. the ones sort of written by Miyazaki, like, not based on um, other things are very much concerned with the environment. So would you also give it to our two? two? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, an interest in flight and flying machines I also gave that a two. There's a lot of flying around in this. She's got her glider. There's the gunship. There's the other big ships. There's the winged animals. There's, yeah, crashing ships. There's ships galore. What, 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 you, you seem less adamant about Oh, it, no, I'd give it a two. Oh, you but
1: I, would, I just want, I want the, oh yeah, I'd give it a two. I want her glider. Like, give me that glider right now.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I don't understand the technology in these, in these like sort of fantasy set in the past kind of things. Well, I mean, it could be in the future, but like, there's like, you know, they use like, I feel like they have like wagons and then there's like a tank. And then there's like her <laughs> weird, there's her glider, which like lifts up from the ground with some sort of very, um, there's obviously a lot of um, engineering, Anti-gravity. That, which doesn't, I'm like, how does, what, what, what world is this? Like, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a sort of steampunky mix of like technology and um, history to some of these films. Um, Agreed. The power of love as like sort of the the most important thing, like an overwhelming um, factor. I don't I don't really see that as much in this, except in the way that it relates to the environment. I think. Um, what did you give that? Oh, I completely disagree. I give that a two because I think that, I think for her, it was the power
1: of love for everything. It was loving the omes. It was like, it was loving that squirrel fox or whatever that thing was, which was super cute. And the yeah, earth and the environment and like, it's like the harmony and everything. So I thought the power of love was pretty real. That's what the prophecy was about, I feel.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm giving it a one just because I mean, I, it's def- she is, as a character, is full of love, but um, mm-hmm. I don't get that vibe um, as explicitly in this film um, than you might later. I mean, I'm probably underestimating it. but um, And the last point was um, the significance of water. So, like, river, islands, boats and things like that. There's, there's some of it in terms of the sort of, the the roots that are purifying the water I, I gave that a one as well um what were your thoughts? same i gave it a one yeah I was there's like no water lake. like purifying the water and stuff but other than that yeah they're they they do not live i mean there's a lake as well i guess that they land on and the, the creature living underwater that's yeah which is enough to get it to one for me but they they don't live near the water there's no sort of boats there's there's only islands and rivers in the sense of what um, exists within the, the forest. So what if you um, calculate those scores out of 10, what did you have for that?
1: I had a 9 out of 10 as
0: well. Okay. Yes. So you have an 18 out of 20. Correct. So I gave it, I had an 8 there as well, so I have a 16 out of 20 overall, which is pretty good. It's, yeah, I mean, just based on the, those characteristics, is obviously a very Miyazaki film because it's really hitting all of those boxes. Um, the water one, less so, but the water is a, it's a, I'm probably going to regret that being one of the things because it's, um, it's not, it's not as important as maybe the other four in his work, but that's a personal one for me because I quite like, um, his obsession with like rivers and islands and things like that. So that's that one's for me, Trevor, let me have that. Okay. your <laughs> wine and You can, have um, thank you. Is there anything? Okay. Well, what we are probably going to do a little bit more of as we, as you watch more of these movies is sort of at the end, also talk about how these movies connect with the movies that have come beforehand. We've only had, um, mm-hmm. Cagliostro so far. Do you see much of a, are there any sort of themes or characters or animation styles or anything that you, that you see is sort of that you can sort of connect between the two?
1: Um, I think that you pointing out, I mean, I think that you finding those categories, obviously for these ratings um, have point out a few of them, especially like the flying machines and flight and um, like, yeah, in some environmental concern. I am excited to see as uh, those grow in the other films, but uh, one of the biggest things that stood out to me was, again, it was like another princess. So I was like, okay, princess, princess, bad guy, bad guy. But this one was just way more fleshed out for me. So, but yes, those are my connections I'm seeing so far.
0: Yeah, you're right. You, there are a lot of, um, especially in the first few films, there's, there'll be quite a few princesses and all like royalty, <laughs> especially on like a <laughs> sort of in a fantastical kind of um, setting. Um, but then eventually he moves a, a bit away from that. So it's not something that um, you'll see in all of his movies. Yeah, I can't... The animation... I mean, the characters that, that are in this are very different to the characters um, in Cagliostro because they were sort of developed characters based on... Um, they weren't created by Miyazaki. Whereas I think you'll find later that uh, there are basically like three or four miyazaki character designs and then they all like just change like hair color and stuff not not to say anything about his um character design skills but you can kind of be like oh that character is like the same as xyz that's like the young female protagonist that's the old lady that's the old lady that's like the evil yeah. guy um um so you'll see like a little bit of that um, well so go on well,
1: it was even like the the what was the what was the bad guy's name in the last one like i can't remember but he was the that ugly bastard but the princess kashana's like bitch boy kiritoa he <laughs> looked the exact same wow. to me and i kind of had a giggle when i saw it
0: <laughs> yeah so that'll be even more prevalent so it'll be it'll be sort of fun um <laughs> connecting these down the line because yeah every time i watch these with um some of my friends they're just like that's the same character and not as a way to like diss the movies, but um yeah. I guess he he has certain types that he likes to put in his movies and there's only so many ways you can sort of draw a sort of feisty old lady in his sort of animation style. And yeah, they they'd end up looking a little bit of the same. Uh but yeah, <laughs> let's we can definitely expand on this section more as we get through the um get through the films. So why don't we leave it there, and um, we'll chat next time about Laputa Castle in the Sky. I look forward to it. Can't wait. See you then. Bye.